Do you feel the pressure, the overwhelm, the inadequacies that as moms and business, we can sometimes feel, or maybe a lot of the time? Do you ever get to the end of the day and wonder where all your time went and how the heck you are going to make tomorrow happen when you're juggling motherhood, small business, marriage, life, friendships, and then where's the time for yourself? How exactly do we do this on and on and on, day in, day out, and actually truly find success, run an evergreen business, and really serve our clients at a level that they deserve. Well, today on the show, I have Allison Burns of Allie Marie Design back, and I am just so excited. We are going to chat all of those things and more, and she even has a little surprise in there for you. So if you are ready, let's do this. You're listening to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast, where we invite you to check your ego at the app, grab a cup of coffee, and get ready to dive into all things real estate marketing, social media, friendship, hardship, love, money mindset, and all the things that celebrate you as a badass boss babe. We're here to encourage you, show up for you, give you a loving kick in the pants when you need it most, and be your soft place to land on the hardest of days. So pull up a seat at our table and get ready to be inspired and start living your best life by design. Welcome to the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. We are so excited you're here. Okay, girls, let's dive in. Okay, Bus Bench Babe. So I have Allison Burns of Allie Marie Design back on the show today. And we you may remember her back from episode nine, where we talked about the power of visual branding and where we dig into brand styling, how to do it, when to do it, what you can do if you just don't have the budget for it, and why it's so important for your business. So today we're going to do things a little bit different. And we're going to talk all about building an evergreen business while serving your clients really well, showing up as a mom, a friend, a wife for yourself, and all the things that come with that. So welcome back to the, sh- the show, Allison. I'm so excited to have you back. Yay. Thanks for having me, Christy. Yeah. I'm so excited to chat about this. This is going to be a really good conversation. I know it will be. I'm so pumped and long time no see. Just kidding. I just saw <laughs> we just saw each other yesterday. We had a play date with the girls, um, yep. but we haven't seen each other too much over the last few I months. Know. So this is like another excuse to catch up, which I'm really pumped about. So yes, me too. Let's dive right in. And if you are new to the podcast, you will actually, if you've been listening to the podcast at all, you've definitely heard of Allison because we talk about her (laughs) all the time. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do, and like all that good stuff? You guys are so sweet. Um, I always, whenever I listen, I'm always like, I always get a little smile on my face when I hear my name. I'm like, I don't know if I'm that cool to be mentioned that often, but I do feel cool. (laughs) Um, Anyway, yeah, I am, I'm Allison Burns. I am a branding and graphic designer based in the Twin Cities. And I love collaborating with mission-led businesses and crafting thoughtfully designed visual identities that speak to their values and really shine a light on their mission that they're so passionate about. Um, but most importantly, I am a wife, a friend, like you said. I'm a mama to my three-year-old three Avery, 
And I'm just really, you know, connected to this conversation. I'm really passionate about building a life first business that supports the lifestyle I want to have and um, what, you know, what we want our lifestyle to be as a family. And, you know, that for us just looks like being really present for, you know, my kid and being able to run a full time business on part time hours. I love that. Did you all hear that? Full-time business, part-time hours. <laughs> Share more. Don't stop talking. We need to hear more about this. Well, I, I can't take credit. I feel like I've heard that from other people. But when, when someone said that, it seems like it's contradictory, but it is. That's exactly what I'm doing. And I know a lot of people are doing, you know, these days. So yeah. it's fun. So the reason I wanted to have you back on was because like we have seen here, like firsthand, how much your business has grown and evolved. And just from, you know, when we first met years ago, how much that has changed for you and, you know, the transition then to becoming a mom, how it shifted. So I'm just really, really excited to really dive into that and have you share so much. So my first question for you, which I really really want to know the answer to this is where in the process of growing your business, did you say like, I need boundaries and how exactly did you put them into place? Oh yeah. So, I mean, I've been in business for over 10 years now, which is incredible to say. I can't even believe I'm saying that, but, um, I will say that I think that there's a lot, there have been lots of points over that journey where my mental health was, you know, it was taking a toll on my mental health, like running a business even before kids, you know? And I think, before, you know, before Avery, my business was my baby, which I know a lot of people can relate to. Like you pour everything into it, all of your energy. And, you know, these points where I was realizing I needed to put better boundaries into place were the, my busiest times, you know, ironically, like everything was going, well, maybe not so ironically, because that's pretty normal when you feel overwhelmed. But like they're coming to the door, you know, clients are coming to the door. I'm keeping busy. I'm growing. I'm becoming a better designer, which is, these are all such good things. Um, but that combined with my people pleasing tendencies, which I continue to work on, led to saying yes to a lot and every you know <laughs> everything. Basically. So many of us can relate to that, like yeah. so many. And it comes. I think it came from a place of you know like a scarcity mindset, I guess, a little bit. Like oh, I don't want this to go away. If I say no, you know, this might go away. Or and and but a lot of times I will say that there were clients I really wanted to work with. Like it came from a genuine place of wanting to say yes to them. But I wasn't paying attention to what I was saying no to then. Like I was saying yes to this. So what was I saying no to? So um you know I end up compromising on the my process or the structure I had in place for my business at the time, you know, and feeling kind of resentful toward projects or ending up that way when I didn't start that way. Like it just like started to feel kind of icky. Um, and it left me anxiety ridden. Like, like I felt the actual physical effects of it because like, I remember one specific time I left to go on vacation with some girlfriends and I couldn't, like I had heart palpitations. I was so stressed out that even when I left and I was on the beach, I couldn't settle down because I, my body was like telling me you have been in this like anxiety mode for so long and overwhelmed yeah. and, and I couldn't settle down. And that was a huge turning point for me to be like, I can't even take a vacation, even though my computer's at home, <laughs> I still couldn't yeah. settle down mentally and emotionally. So there, there have been these little, you know, points along the way over the last 10 years that I've, you know, it kind of came to a head, you know, where I was like, I need to make changes. I did make small shifts to help me get closer and closer to the kind of business I wanted to run. But I will say that when my daughter arrived in 2019, that is when things really like, like there had to be kind of an evolution of my business. And I needed, 
I needed some, I needed some help to get there. So I actually ended up hiring a business coach to help me like really look at what are, what are the things that I really love doing and what are the things I don't love doing? Um, I can't like I, after my maternity leave, which I loved and, you know, took a really good maternity leave. I like, I'm very proud of myself for that. But I came back and I basically started like jumping into my old ways and just operating the same way as I was, taking on the same amount of work. Even we love like, patterns. Our brains yes. love patterns. Oh my goodness. Yes. And I was so lucky that people, you know, were wanting to work with me even after taking kind of a solid break for a few months. It was like, oh, this feels so good that I do have clients that want to, you know, want to work with me still. So again, scarcity mindset, like I got to keep making people happier. It'll go away, you know? So yes. So I think that, you know, that's when it really came to the point where I was like, I, the whole point of my business when I first started it, not the whole point, but a huge part of it was that I wanted to, when I have kids, when I had kids someday, I wanted to be able to spend a lot of time with them and be home with them and work from home and have that flexibility in our life. And I was getting away from that. Like I wasn't keeping that at the forefront. So it really took getting back to my why behind everything, which is, I know is kind of a cliche thing to say these days. We talk about that all the time on the show, your why. It's it's so important knowing what that is and spending time to figure it out if you're just not quite sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of a very long-winded answer. But I mean, I think it over time, you know, there's been different points where I have made good shifts and it ha- it has been gradual. But when Avery was born, especially after the first year, like when she turned one, I looked back at her first year and I was like, you know what? I am very proud of myself. I like, she's alive and well <laughs> and wonderful. And I also know that I can't keep operating this way. And so I knew I had to make some changes. First of all, I love that you are a mom that says you're proud of yourself because we many times are so hard on ourselves and that's amazing to hear. We need to be saying it more. So so I, I love that you were able to, to say that because that feels really good and we need to hear that more. Also, scarcity, right? Like this yeah. is really relevant to any small business. And when we speak, you know, our audience, there's a lot of realtors in our audience and there's also small business owners combination. And that is something that comes up so much of like, if I don't take this work now, will it be there? What if it's not there? For me, yeah. when I started my photography business, I, that's how I burnt myself out. I had to take everything, like three wedding weekends. Like, are you mm-hmm. kidding me? Mm-hmm. That doesn't have to be every weekend in the summer. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Uh, I totally feel that. I think a lot of others can relate to that as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, especially when kids come in the mix, it's like, you don't know what kind of baby you're going to get. And we, I know we've talked about this. We talked about this just yesterday. It's like, <laughs> is my baby going to be a good sleeper? Maybe it will at first and then it's going to not, you know, it's like, you know, it changes. Everything is constantly changing. So, I mean, I know that, you know, I was just felt so stretched thin and I was trying to piece together work and it's like, I had to kind of re- reverse engineer things. So to answer your question about like, what, how did I, did I put boundaries in place? I had to take a step back and be like, okay, my family is the most important thing. And that's, I know that sounds kind of, I hate even admitting this, but that is hard to do when your business came first, I think. Because oh, absolutely. You poured so much energy into it and it became that you built this from the ground up. And that is such a rewarding, fulfilling thing. And I knew I wanted to continue to work. It wasn't that. It was just like, but this beautiful baby, <laughs> beautiful girl is like my, my priority now. And I have to like shift my mindset around my work and make sure my work is fitting into that life that I want to build. And that doesn't mean that there's not overlap. And I know we'll probably get into that. Like it's, it's all, you know, 
the blend of everything. The blend, exactly. But at the same time, I had to make sure that my priorities were straight and I was making changes that and put boundaries in place that helped serve that, if that makes sense. Makes complete sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. So on the last episode, we chatted about finding balance while running a small business, taking care of yourself, being a mom, all the things. And you shared, you know, finding the harmony in your life, which I've talked about many times. Like I latched onto that and it's absolutely what I I do every single day is try to find that. Mm -hmm. And how do you define harmony? What does that mean to you? What does it look like to you right now at this season in your life? Yeah. So I was actually, when I read this question, I was like, oh my gosh, how would I define that? Because I think it can look different for everybody, but at the heart of it, for me, it means that there's like this give and take and push and pull or a combination of different elements of your life that are coming together in a way. And for me, it has to feel sustainable. So when like blended together, it just gives me this overall feeling of peace and fulfillment and just like feels like alignment, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um and it's like this feeling. I don't know. I'm feeling a little woo-woo, but I know you're woo-woo, so it's all good. Um, <laughs> you're in good company. <laughs> I'm in good company. But I, yeah, I just I feel like it's like, for example, if I have a busier few weeks or a busy couple months with client work, which actually happened like earlier this spring, um, or I'm putting something new out into the world, like I'm you know launching something new, I complement that with a season of rest now instead of just pushing, 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 and I need to make more money and I need to you know. I need to just keep going. It's like, no, that was my, my busy season. If you want to say it that way, I then I need to complement that with a season of rest because otherwise I'm going to burn out and it's not fair to my family and it's not upholding my own values and my own, um, you know, structure I've put into place in my business. Like I put structure in place so that I can take those seasons of rest, if that makes sense. Um, so I've been able, like, it was great because the summer, you know, like April, May was like, so I was like, t- I took on more work than I probably normally would. But then I said to myself this summer though, like come July and August, I'm going to rest. Like I'm not going to be taking on any big projects. And I actually did it, you know, and I actually upheld that value for, for myself. So that's kind of like an example. And on a micro level, you know, heavier work. And I know you said like every day you're trying to achieve harmony. For me, that looks like, you know, making sure that I you know, on heavier work days earlier in the week, maybe later in the week, I, you know, ease it up, keeping my to-do list under control and realistic. Um, and yeah, just making sure I'm not running myself ragged and giving, not leaving my worst energy for my family, but making sure mm-hmm. I have still good energy for them. Cause I think I'm early on, definitely I was guilty of. That's such of a that, good way you know? to put that. That's it, leaving your worst energy for your family. Cause you're like, okay, I'm done now, but you're like so mm-hmm. depleted. And mm-hmm. that's what they get left and you're just edgy or cranky or whatever because yes. you need space and time for yourself yes. too. Yes. Oh, I totally get that. And yeah. I'm also guilty. That has happened so many times to me. Yeah. Yeah. And like bigger picture, like, you know, how you spend your days is how you spend your life. You know, that's I I always have that in the back of my mind and saying that to myself because you can have all these days that just feel like, oh, this is just one more day of, you know, of a stress or one more day, a really packed day. But eventually those add up and then where where are you you know so i i try to look at the bigger picture where it's just like the, the blend of work and motherhood as hard as it is it truly feels like harmony to me because i love being a mom and i and i love being with my daughter during the week and having the flexibility to go on play dates with Kai and Christy mm-hmm. and to take Avery to lunch after preschool but i also love my job and i love like the creative outlet it is and the structure it provides me and the relationships i build with my clients like that fills me up too so like i can have both i just have to keep tabs on my energy and my 
my capacity. Um, and I do feel like after, you know, a lot of practice and I'm still practicing, I'm no, nowhere near perfect, but I do, I'm, I am able to recognize a little earlier if things are feeling off and I can kind of pinpoint where it's coming from. Like, okay, I put way too much on my plate this week. Next week I have to, you know, be more realistic or, you know, whatever that, whatever that is. So I'm going to throw you a little curveball here and ask a little deeper question. So yeah. we talked about like the balance of, or the harmony of, of the motherhood and business. What about, you know, hus- like your husband, like time with your husband, yeah. Josh, and time for yourself with friends. Yeah. Like how do you sprinkle that in or what does that look like for you? Yeah. You know, I feel like, and I'm, I, I know that you can relate to this and other people probably can too, especially if you're a mom, but it's, it's hard. It, I'm, I'm going to speak to my husband, Josh, initially. So yeah, this is something we're actively working on, Josh and I, because anyone, you know, anyone who's a mom, a parent knows that those first couple of years are just so like the season that you're in is really hard. It can be really hard. Um, and when you have a kid who doesn't, you know, go to bed at eight o'clock, like other kids Or a do. kid that wakes up at five or four thirty every morning. Yep. Yep. Like you just, you don't, and you don't have a lot of control over that, you know. I mean, some sometimes you do, and you can experiment. Whatever we've talked all about that, um, but ultimately, it just, it is just really hard. So for us, it's like accepting this is a hard season, and how can we make time for each other? And then that is literally something we are actively trying to work on. So for us, it's like okay, can we schedule at least like once a month? Can we schedule a date night where Avery goes to grandpa's or hangs out with grandma, whatever, and we just have that time together, you know, how, and like, you know, no phones and, you know, trying or trying our best to just be really present for each other. And I think also something that, you know, I would, you know, and he would agree, like something that we just need to be better about is like at night, even though we feel like we need to work sometimes, do we really need to work? Can we put our computers away and just talk? You know what I mean? And I probably... Feel, feel very a little vulnerable <laughs> saying that because it, but hopefully it, it's relatable because I think there's a lot of people that are in that boat. Like you're trying to, you know, just decompress, and sometimes you don't want to talk. Oh, yeah. Sitting next to Ryan on the couch, and I'm like, oh, I'm just done. Yes, you're just yeah. exhausted. So I don't know. So I think that that's part of it is just being really intentional. And I do not pretend to be super good at this because this is something, like I said, we're actively working on. And I think that, you know, he, Josh is so wonderful and letting me, um, not letting me, but like giving me the space to, you know, go to bar class, which I try to get to once a week still, that's time for me or go, you know, have coffee with a friend on a weekend or brunch with friends, you know, once in a while, you know, being able to incorporate those things are important. And then what I've learned about him is he's more of an introvert. So he needs literally time by himself to recharge. Mm-hmm. And so just trying to work that in, like we just had a conversation the other day about that. Like we, I need to be really intentional about letting him have that time and taking Avery and going to, going to do something or whatnot. So we've figured yeah. that out too with Ryan. He's introverted. Like I'm more of an in-between and I'm like, what are you just going to do nothing? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but that's what they need. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like, just need quiet. Okay, cool. Yeah. 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 That took a while though to figure that out because I just didn't grasp it. Like, what do you mean? Yeah. Like, what? Do you want to go out with friends? Do you want to go plan something that that's not his idea of like rejuvenating time? You know? Yeah. (laughs) Wow. It's like a constant like evolution of everything and like Mm -hmm. where it goes into the next season. And thank you for sharing that. I sort of like threw you a little curveball there. So, yeah. No, I mean, and I, I think we live in a society that's so work driven and career driven. And I think we all, can feel that, you know, and it's, 
that seems to come first. Do you know what I mean? In, in yeah. our minds, I don't know if that's just me, but it's hard to, again, it's like reverse engineering. Like yes. at the end of your life, where do you want to be? Do you want to look back and, you know, talk about how much you worked <laughs> or do you want to like, you know, no one's talking about, no one says that at the end of their life. I think that and, whole hustle culture, you know, yes, and yeah. I think it's, I think there are enough of us trying to get out of that, that it's, it's shifting. I definitely I feel it moving. So, but that, you know, even a few years ago was a really, really big thing and it's really hard to get out of it once yes. you're set there because yep. we like patterns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, uh, the intro of the show, I said that you had like a little surprise. Um, you didn't hear me record the intro of the show. So, um, so with I'm gonna I'm gonna dive right into it. So, with your family growing, coming this February, how are you preparing for this, and how do you see your business changing or growing? <laughs> yeah. So, baby number two is on the way, and I am mentally trying to just prepare myself for chaos. <laughs> <laughs> Total chaos. Yeah. I mean, and like I said, it was funny because when I was saying a little bit ago, I'm like, oh yeah, we're like in this routine or, you know, we've, you know, we think, no, like it's all going to be thrown, you know, to the wind. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I think, and literally it's like more of mental preparation, I think, because like after all the refining of my, from a business point of view, like refining everything and streamlining and simplifying, I am both trying to trust that the structure I've put in place was intentional to serve my life, even with another baby in the mix. While also, I know that it's going to change with two two kids in tow and like Avery's in preschool now, which is wonderful. So now we're back to square one with a baby. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, and I have no, again, no idea what this baby's going to be like. Is he, is he going to sleep? Is he not going to sleep? Is he going to be super chill, like opposite of Avery? Or Avery is he going to be... Is- amazing and vibrant. And I, I just love her so I, much. I love her too. I love every fiber of her being. And she's kind of crazy sometimes. She's a little extra. Like Kai is a little extra. Yeah. Like there's a little yeah. extra there all the time, which is yes. fabulous, but it can be exhausting a little bit. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And I love her for it. And I'm trying to like, you know, I want to encourage her yes. personality to shine and her independence to show. And anyway, so, so like, it's, it's like, I don't know what this baby is is be, is going to be be like so I'm trying to kind of trust that I've done the work and like the you know playing the long game a little bit with how I'm structuring my business and also just like being open to things changing um because like the first time around you have no clue like you know this time I'm a little bit more settled into motherhood I know what to expect from myself a little bit but you know I don't know it's you just don't know I just don't know like how I'm gonna feel a hundred percent but I do know that this is precious time with the baby that I don't want to compromise just because life feels busier. I mean, well, life is going to feel busier in general. So like, what can I do? I, I'm just prepping myself to like be open to considering like what, how can my business shift to serve that and to make sure that I'm again, not running myself ragged and starting to resent things, if that makes sense. Makes complete sense. Yeah. So with a new baby coming, a baby boy, you just said he, so I think it's safe to say that. Uh, (laughs) Baby boy coming in February. There's a lot of strategy and prep going Mm -hmm. into place, like you had just mentioned, mentally, mostly. Mm -hmm. Uh, As a mompreneur, do you prepare like for maternity leave while like still serving clients? Like how do you do it? And how do you feel or know or whatever that looks like confident that you'll have business when you return and you're ready ready to dive back in and continue Mm -hmm. to grow it? That's, this is the question, right? <laughs> it's the million dollar question. Right? Like, how can I take a break 
as an entrepreneur, how can I take a break, but also make sure that I have business? Yeah, if you could answer back. that for all of us, I think yeah. everyone listening would be very excited to hear that. Yeah. You know, I think it really, it depends. It so depends on number one, the type of business you have, the team you have in place and just how long of a maternity leave you want to have, what you want that maternity leave to look like. I mean, it is going to change from person to person, but with me, I guess with my first maternity leave with Avery, I very much checked out. I was very aware of the fact that I had no idea how I was going to feel and I had no idea when I wanted to come back. And that was a kind of a scary thing, but I just kind of like went with it. And I just said, I have to just trust this is going to be okay. And right now my most important job is to be a mom and to be there for that baby. And I didn't want to be on my computer and distracted by things because I had to, I wanted to come back because I wanted to, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Of course, financially speaking, I had to like at some point come back, you know, at least for a while um, for my family's sake. But at the same time, I wanted to give myself as much space as I could. So um, I plan on doing that the same in the same way this time, maybe a couple shifts. So I mean, for me, what this looks like for planning is just being very communicative with my current clients um, up front. I exclusively work with past branding clients on their ongoing graphic design work and branding work. So um, I just, I like send out emails. I'm actually starting that process now and saying, hey, like making an announcement, you know, like this is, this is happening. This is a shift happening in my life. I'm coming back, but I am going to be checked out for a few months. And this is what this looks like. Um, you know, I have plenty of availability for you, you know, between now and then. So if you want to get any projects on, you know, on the, on the books and try to, um, try to, you know, tackle your to do your design to do list, I'm here for you. And then I just, and then I have kind of a, um, um, like a wait list type of thing where new clients can come and, sign up for my wait list on my contact page on my site. And, you know, I will contact them in the order that they contact me for new branding. And then past clients, I'm able to kind of have a, a similar thing in place where they have a special form they can fill out and they're put into a special folder in my inbox so that when I do come back or, you know, when I'm starting to like ease back into things, I can like get to them first um, and make sure that, you know, I'm contacting them and, and getting them getting their projects booked. So um, so it's just like a lot of communication up front, I guess, in order for me to really feel like I can shut off and unplug for a while. Um, it is scary <laughs> in some it's ways. It can be terrifying, I think. It can be terrifying, but I know last time the result of that and just all the communication up front with my, with my current clients and also just like having a system in place for people to like make, make making sure that new potential clients know that I I value them and that this is you know I have those kind of like like the confirmation emails in place saying hey just to confirm you're on my wait list I'm gonna contact you you know sit tight thank you for your patience just like putting in those little like personal touches into your, that process like your email workflows Allison y- yes yeah, my email workflows email yep yep <laughs> shout out to email workflows <laughs> and it doesn't have to be overcomplicated like for me I like to overcomplicate everything so I tried to really the first time through really simplify as much as possible and I don't I think that people like the small things like the confirmation and saying hey you're on the list I promise I'll contact you this is when to expect to hear from me this is how it's going to work, you know, when when you do hear from me, I'm going to go in the order that people contacted me. Just kind of being 
trying not to over communicate because as you know, I'm kind of an over communicator sometimes, but at the same time, people want to know what to expect. Oh, they don't want to be left in the dark. Expectations. Working with you is incredible. Yes. You know exactly what's next, what to expect. You know, you know your expectations as the client. It's fantastic. Yeah. And that's so huge. If we know it, it, it like allows us to have like comfort and just like calmness to it. Okay. This is how this is going to go. Okay. I get this. Mm-hmm. I love it. I don't think it's over communicating. Maybe that means I over communicate. So <laughs> like in the same. No, possible. no. I mean, I think, I think people really value communication and that's something that I think is a forte of mine and that I am, I'm creative. Like I have kind of the left right brain combo, I think that has really served, <laughs> served me well. Um, and this is one of the areas It's just looking at systems. How can this be simple, but also very like, I want my clients to feel very taken care of throughout this. I don't want them to feel this absence that I'm gone and I don't operate. I don't have retainers, you know, situations where other designers or other people like kind of in my similar or a similar industry to me have more retainers where it's a little bit more like I, I, they need to bring somebody else in to fill in for them. Whereas with me, it's a little bit more unique and I've designed my business that way. So it doesn't have to be that does, if that makes sense. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I do, I will say this time, um, I feel a little bit more comfortable saying, okay, around this time, I'm pretty sure I'm going to come back. You know, like this is kind of what I'm thinking, you know, and trying to like reach out, I'm reaching out to, um, a, one of my biggest clients that I do recurring work for, and they're probably going to end up being kind of that first project back. So I can kind of ease, the, ease back into things and find I'm very comfortable with. Like a familiar so, project. Yeah. That's and kind great. of extending the timeline a little bit to be realistic. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, I'm looking forward to maybe hopefully coming back to that. And from a business point of view, like getting a down payment in advance to help with cash flow. Like that's financials when you're taking a maternity leave is a huge part of it. So it kind of helps me like bridge the gap and helps us get through those few months a little bit um, more easier. Um, And, you know, it's like, well, maybe I'll decide to, you know, take some down payments for branding projects for the summer, you know, just to like, again, help with cash flow. But I don't feel the need to have to do that and like to panic about it. I'm just trying to like, how, how can this be simplest and also let me really step away? So what do you anticipate being different this time around than last time with Avery? Oh, or what have you I mean, learned, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, from a mama point of view, like embracing the moments that you don't even know you're missing in the moment. The last. That- the last. Yes. See, like every time I'm like, when was the last time? Oh my gosh, I don't yes. we try to remember. And yes. they always talk about like the very first thing, you know, that happens when they first walk or when they first sit up or all this. But like the last time they do something is like, no one tells you about that. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and like realizing you're having this like special moment in the moment. Do you know what I yes. mean? I mean, I try yes. to be very present for those with Avery as much as I can, but especially when they're uh, they're so little. It's like, oh my gosh, they're, it, it, it's so cliche, but it goes so fast. And all of a sudden they're three and you're like, what happened? I'm, I'm going to start crying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. It's like, it's just, so I think I'm looking forward to that. I know that will be um, a little different in just my approach to it. I think obviously I'll feel more relaxed because, you know, all the panic, the first time parenting, like panics that yeah, <laughs> you yeah, have. Yeah. I think I'll be a little bit more relaxed. Who knows? Maybe I won't. Maybe, you know, I do have kind of an extra three-year-old running around too. She was amazing. Um, so who knows? But I think I think I'm looking forward to that and I'm and I'm looking and I, I 
I think that'll be different. And with my business, again, it kind of goes back to like the trust of just, I have to trust it's going to be okay. Like I've been doing this for 10 years and yes, the economy is shaky. And yes, like I do feel it, you know, I feel the inquiries are down, you know, there's all that stuff that regardless of your industry, you're going to have those ebbs and flows. And so just trusting that it's going to be okay. And maybe I'll come back. And, you know, honestly, like having a break might be really good for perspective. And, and maybe I need to come back and not need to, but I'll feel the need to kind of change up my marketing or like try something new in terms of how I'm getting myself, you know, putting myself out there and getting my, getting my name out, you know? So I think it'll be, it'll be interesting. (laughs) You know, we talk a lot about the ebbs and flows and like real estate specifically is, you know, the market changes all the time, right? It doesn't Mm -hmm. last. So Mm -hmm. it's just like being comfortable with like in any market, how to have a sustainable business. So the same thing, like in any economy, right? Like to have a sustainable business and sure it might change, but also Mm -hmm. you're going to be okay. Exactly. Huge. And like trusting yourself that even if it becomes not okay, if you're in a really tough situation, you have to trust yourself that you're going to figure it out. You know, I think just having that like motivation and that um, drive as an entrepreneur. I mean, that's what, in my opinion, that's one of the qualities of an entrepreneur that's like the most important is just perseverance and and knowing that it's going to be okay. And you just got to keep putting one foot in front of the other and you'll figure it out. You just gave me goosebumps because that's so simple and it is, it's so true. It's mm-hmm. the most important thing. Tears mm-hmm. and all. You just keep keep moving forward. You got yep. it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Oh, I love that. Okay. So let's shift gears a little bit here again. And so there's this buzzword out there called evergreen business, right? And can you describe, I don't know that everyone knows what that is. I'm very familiar with it, but I did bring it up to a couple of people and they were like, what is that? And I was like, oh, okay. So can you describe what that is and how you are achieving it? Yeah. So for me, when I hear evergreen business, I think it's a business that's sustainable, streamlined, and simplified. And those are like my three S's, I guess, um, that I'm that I've, you know, I've, I've tried to I've tried to keep at the forefront, especially when I was kind of, especially, you know, like a year and a half ago when I was really starting this this shift in my business, those were like the things that were coming to mind. Um, so I mean, I think for me, it's been like focusing on putting the structure in my business that helps things run with more ease. And in some ways it can be like on autopilot. Like I think about like an evergreen, um, funnel or an evergreen course or something like that. And it's like the, you know, the content that doesn't change, um, or the, or the, you know, what your, your messaging isn't changing. Um, so, I mean, I think it's like some, sometimes it can be autopilot, but sometimes it's more just streamlining and simplifying how you're doing things to avoid like the friction that can come up, if that makes sense. Um, I had my business coach, my business coach asked this, um, asked me this and it's something that I, it's at the, I like have it written on a note on my, um, on my desk. Whenever boundaries feel hard, ask yourself, what structure can I put in place to make things feel easier? So I think for, and that's kind of contradictory, but I think part of building an evergreen business is like I said, trying to trying to get rid of the unnecessary tasks and the unnecessary stuff and the stuff that just causes friction. And how can I like put boundaries and structure in place or structure in place to help me, you know, make sure my boundaries are clear so that things can feel easier and I can, you know, 
make sure that I'm honoring my boundaries while also keeping things really simple. I don't know. I feel like I'm repeating myself, but it's like the evergreen to me feels very sustainable, streamlined, simplified. And part of that is, is having good boundaries and having those, what if this happens? Or if a client asks me to do this, how do I respond? If a client wants this, how do I respond? And having that structure in place so you're not like spinning your wheels constantly. The word yeah. evergreen also just feels calming. So it yeah, just it like does. when you say it, yeah. oh, I just think like I'm in the woods and it's like really <laughs> lovely. So yeah. that all makes complete sense. And I love that. And I think that's something that many of us are trying to achieve or actively working at it to yes. achieve that in our business. And you mentioned yeah. like like a course or something that's like just there. You have a, a course right now. I do. Can you share a yeah. little bit about that and how that um, – like works into that evergreen business and how like just the whole process of that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So um, I before Avery was born, I had this like vision of creating a course for people who for entrepreneurs specifically, or even like marketing professionals who know that you know their business or the organization they're working for can't afford to do a full rebrand or to hire a designer, but they want to be able to build their skills to do it on their own. Um, and, you know, build better visual skills and design, you know, design skills. So I created a course called Design Spirit and it's a, an evergreen course. It, it just is, is out there. It doesn't change. The content is very, um, timeless and you're going to learn, you know, all about the design principles and how to lay out your graphics and your marketing materials in a more aesthetically pleasing way and um, help you just like look at your marketing graphics and marketing visuals from a, a professional point of view to help you attract your audience and um, you help you feel more confident sharing what you do with the world because we live in a very visual, <laughs> very visual world and it's important that you stand out and you, and you feel really good about what you're putting out there. So that course um, is there for anyone who's interested. And it's kind of been this thing where I thought it was going to be at the forefront of my business. And now it's more of this like extra resource that I can send to people. And also actually other designers who are um, just learning who are self-taught have been taking it as well. And it's kind of taken on this new identity as, as a great like, refresh for people or even just like a first step for, for new designers who want to um, build their skill set and make sure they're feeling again good about what they're putting out out there. So um yeah, so just kind of it's there and it's something that I talk about here and there. It's it's not the forefront of my business cuz I love doing branding and I'm, you know, I'm look always looking for new and interesting mission-led businesses to work with, but I love that I have that resource too. This is something that we talked about your design spirit course actually in your episode 9 where we dove into the power of visual branding and we like for, for like a small business owner or a realtor that's starting out that is like really struggling of like, maybe I don't have the budget, you know, to really tackle that. This is something that's like a really good place for them to go. Can you share with us where they can find that course? Yes. So you can find the course at designspiritcourse.com. Yeah. So check that out if you're interested. And honestly, even if you're not interested in the course, go check out how she has this set up as part of her business and like building the evergreen business. So it's a really yeah. neat thing to, to implement. Yeah. And I'll also say that like, you know, kind of going off of what we were talking about with an evergreen business, it's, it's interesting that like the, from a marketing point of view, I think we can get really, I'm, th- I'm thinking about like how I market this course. And it's like, I, I'm trying to play the long game when, with all my marketing as much as possible. And the instant gratification of social media as like important as that could be to your business. I also am thinking about SEO and how can I like just get in front of new audiences. And I just want to like point that out because I think, I think sometimes you know, how we market these things. We have all these different facets and different resources and different, you know, awesome, 
offerings that we want to get in front of our audience, but playing the long game and like focusing on, on, you know, SEO and copywriting and like, how can, you know, investing in branding, like how can we, how can we focus more on that to build an evergreen business instead of just constantly putting out posts on Instagram? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know if that makes sense. No, I do know what you mean. Absolutely. There's other ways if you're just feeling the Insta burnout or the social burnout. Uh, And social media is important, but it can look very different for every business, regardless what you hear out there. So, Mm -hmm. um, and there are other ways to generate that revenue, just like you're Mm -hmm. saying to, you know, really build that sustainable business. Yeah. Yeah. So, You've pivoted into a mentorship space, and I love this so much. And this kind of got my wheels turning a lot when you first shared this with me a while back. What does that look like for your your business, your clients? And share a little bit more about this. Yes. So earlier this year, I started a mentorship program for designers. And this is something that has been a really long time coming. It's been in my heart for a long time. I know when I was first starting, I had no clue what I was doing on the business end of things. Like I just how, you know, with the contracts and how to, how to work with clients and how to deal with really tough client situations, how to protect yourself, you know, and how to make sure that you're everything we're talking about right now, like have a good balance, quote unquote, (laughs) harmony (laughs) in, in your life and, and making sure that you're building a business that you're really proud of and serves your life. Like all of this is, uh, and all the nitty gritty, like very specific designery stuff that I won't get into now, but you know, it's all that stuff it, it, it really adds up and it can be very overwhelming. So I wanted to create this really safe space for designers to come and to feel like I, I wanted to be, I wanted to be a mentor and I also wanted to create a community. I wanted them to feel like they're a part of something that, and we're all there to support each other. So that's kind of where it all came from. Um, and really I don't, again, I like to overcomplicate things. I kept this very simple. Like it's two calls a month we come together, we have either a topic if someone wants to submit, you know, a question to chat about and we really dive in. I give them behind the scenes look at like my entire process. Like I am a totally open book and literally show them like what I do with my clients and and invite them to like basically steal <laughs> steal what I, my process is because rip off and duplicate, right? Like yeah, 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 and make them your own and yeah. and make it work for your business or sh- if that's not working for you, share what is working cuz what I do may not work for somebody else. So being able to just share ideas, come together, feel like you have designer friends, you know, people in your industry who get it. And I know that like realtors will totally <laughs> like feel that it's important. That community is so important to have. Um, and yeah, I just, I love it so much. And I remember after the first call, I got off of it and I was like, this was the best thing ever. I just was so lit up. My Josh, my husband was like, how did it go? I'm like, I could do that any day of the week and be so so thrilled. So I knew right away, I was like, I know this is is the the right move. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to continuing to grow it. I just, the people that are in there are so wonderful. And I just, I can't wait to invite more people in. That sounds really cool. What a neat little pivot for your business. Yeah. And it feels like it, I was a little nervous getting into it because I'm like, ah, can I do this? Like, am I, you know, Am, am I cut out for this? Yeah. Am I good but, enough? Like the, yeah. the doubts that come in, right? Can I really do this? Yeah. Yes. And I, I can. You can. <laughs> and, and it, and it's like, and it, it's serving the people that are part of it. It's, it feels like I'm giving back in, in a way that it just feels really good. And, and I know that people are benefiting from it. And it also just fits into my, into my like workflow in my life so beautifully and very effortlessly, which just is like the cherry on top. 
I love that we're all about community here. I mean, that's the whole reason why we do this podcast. So I absolutely love hearing this because it's really what keeps us going while we do the podcast and like why we grow is because of our community. So what a neat, neat little area for you to be in. Uh, Okay. So you're in a leadership role now, which is a little bit different, right? And as a client of yours, I've seen firsthand how organized and easy it is to work with you. Hallelujah. Seriously. Your process oh, I'm blushing over here. I've talked about this. I'm not I, seriously, everyone listening, it's legit. It's so organized and amazing. So your processes are spot on. And something this is something that a lot of self-employed entrepreneurs like struggle with, the process. And it seems like it's your secret sauce. So how did you learn the business side of things and how has this impacted your business and how you educate others? Yeah. So I will say that I come from a family of entrepreneurs. So my mom owns a business, has owned a business for over 35 years, I believe now. Um, my grandpa was a, it was a business owner. And so I come from this background of like encouraging entrepreneurship. So I will say that up front. Um, although I will say that my mom was, I, I think underneath it all, she was like, do you really want to get into this? Because you don't know until you're in it. You're like, oh, if I would have known what I know now, I probably wouldn't have done this. Maybe. But, you know, ignorance is bliss. But um, but no, I'm, I would never take it back. I would never change anything. But anyway, I do think that I've learned some of the business side of things from my mom and just talking to her and watching her as a kid um, run her business and how she was growing it. And she does um, bookkeeping and business or office management. Which is very organized. So very organized. Very, um, you know, it's all about systems, right? Um, and so I think that maybe it's just kind of in my blood, in my blood a little bit. Um, but I do think a lot of it has just been trial and error. Like there's so many, I look back at like my previous client process when I was first starting, even like five years in, I still like, I look back on that. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I am, I've come so far, you know? So I think it's a lot of trial and error. I think it's about paying attention to what's working and what's not paying attention to the details, paying attention to what clients are saying and asking them, like, you know, having them fill out a feedback form and taking it seriously, you know? Um, and I am just such a, nerd when it comes to like finding new ways to improve my client experience. Like there are things that I need to be doing on, you know, weekly, whatever basis. And I'm like, well, what if I just like took some time to improve my client experience more? <laughs> like I am such a nerd and I, I just love systems and I, I know I'm a good communicator. And like I said, a left brain, right brain combo helps with this too. Um, so I think, I think it's just a combination of all those things. Like it's kind of innate in me that I like to be very clear and very, um, communicative. I'm a type one on the Enneagram. If anyone's ever, anyone who's into that is probably like, she's a type one. Cause I'm kind of cookie cutter type one. Um, but I also think, you know, like I, we've, we already, we already kind of touched on this, that I, I'm very collaborative and I want my clients to enjoy the creative process that I bring them through, but people like do like to know what's happening and they like to have a timeline. They like to have that structure. And I've just learned that that is, I think, one of my secret sauces. <laughs> that I I am, you know, creative and I'm doing something creative. I'm helping them, you know, build a visual identity that they're proud of and that connects with their audience. But I'm also making it enjoyable because it's not only creative, but because I'm making it easy on them because I have these systems in place. So um, yeah, so I think I find I found a good balance. And I think I've just learned it from, like I said, you know. It's in my blood a little bit. It's who I am. But it's also a lot of trial and error and just really paying attention to what's working and, and seeing these little glimmers of like, oh, 
I could improve that in this way. And also being open to changing, even if you've done something the same way for a long time, thinking, okay, well, is this really working still? I know that's kind of a hard point for me because I'm like, oh, I want this to like continue working forever and ever. But sometimes things shift and your clients and kind of your target market is shifting. Maybe it, how you did things before isn't going to work for them, mm-hmm. at, you know, these new people anymore. So how can, even if it's a small shift you can make to how you're communicating or do you really have to send that email, maybe you can combine it into one email or, you know, it's like the details that I think get lost sometimes and can really help a client have a great experience. That's incredible. And I'm guessing the people in your mentorship program are just like, this is so good. This is the good (laughs) stuff. Okay. So tell us, tell us what your everyday looks like juggling everything, finding this time. Like what does an everyday look like for you? Oh my gosh. Every day is a little different, of course especially when you are, you know, home with your kid and your kids in preschool part time and, you know, but I will say we've gotten for the time being up until February, which when everything is thrown up in the air, we are in a good rhythm <laughs> right now. Um, so we have a good consistent schedule from week to week, but I would say, I, I will say I kind of like that things change from day to day because again, it's like the harmony thing. Like if I was doing the exact same thing and had the same schedule every day, I don't know if I would personally would like that as much. I kind of like how it I get some like rest days in between if, of, of work, if that makes sense. So, it does. Um, yeah, and I'm, I'm lucky also that my husband has a job that is flexible in the way that he can have a day with Avery where he does the pick up and drop off and then I get the full day, you know, and then like the next day I'm, I am with her all day. So I have like this heavy work day and then I am off, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. So, and I think, you know, so I guess that's a lot, kind of a long winded way of saying every day is different, but I will say um, right now it's looking like working in shorter, you know, three hours spurts while Avery's at preschool and then picking her up and being present with her and then working a little more during her nap because she's still napping. Um, and, you know, my mom is coming once a week still because she, she sp- spends time with her once a week, one afternoon a week when she's not at preschool. So I have that extra time. So it's kind of like, it's a total juggle. I mean, a juggle is the complete, <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know how right to word. describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, like it just, it keeps me very on task, you know, because I have these certain times to work and I just, you just make it work and, and give yourself grace. I guess I just, I'm always trying to give myself grace and give my husband grace, give all of us grace that things aren't always going to go exactly the way we want them to. And again, type one Enneagram <laughs> on the Enneagram. I'm like, oh, everything needs to work this but way. But it and could have, go the right way every time. But it could go the right way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And there is a right way for this to go <laughs> and it's not going that way. <laughs> um, I love it. But, but I do think, you know, I don't know. I do think that it's, it's nice to have a good rhythm in place, even if it is every day looks a little different. Our weeks, and we get to the end of the week and I'm like, okay, like, again, we had harmony there, even though it felt a little chaotic. Yeah. Oh, I get it. I totally feel that. Let's, uh, let's t- chat a little, about, a little bit about branding, but a little differently this time. So how successful yours is and how it just is, it's beautiful, and yeah. how your brand keeps attracting the ideal client. So we talked all about Evergreen Business and that harmony and what that looks like, but chatting about branding and how it's actually working to attract them. Yeah. Um, and I actually just went through a little refresh or rebrand of my, of my own earlier this year. So I've thought a lot about it and it was kind of instinctual. It just felt like 
it's time. Like I need, I need this, I need my visuals to look different. Um, my old brand just didn't really seem to convey like the, my maturity as a designer and the process I bring my clients through. I just wanted to like elevate it a little bit. I love your, um, I love your new brand. It's beautiful. Thank, thank you. I think, I think though, um, so much has stayed the same at the same time. I really want to convey myself as like a thoughtful, intentional designer and relationship-driven, you know, from a client experience point of view, like every, you know, I wanted to look organized and look like, um, have this balance of creativity and warmth and also very professional and like, you can trust me, obviously, right? Everyone, everyone wants that. Um, but I think that's key, kind of getting to the heart of things and staying true to who you are and letting your personality shine, just kind of leaning into that and not trying to do what everyone else is doing necessarily. Which is really um, hard. It's really hard. When it we, is. So you get hard. stuck in that comparison thing. And I would imagine as yeah. a designer, you're seeing even more than we're seeing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And it's also, any designer can attest to this, it is so hard to design for yourself. I remember you, you saying that last year when we were doing your yeah. shoot and you were like, this is so hard because you yeah. want to go back and tweak and tweak and tweak. Yes. Yes. Yes, exactly. And it took me like probably nine months or something ridiculous like that from the time I started dabbling and started playing with typography and colors. And, you know, I saw like a color palette. That's kind of where it started where I was like, I really love that. That feels very like connected to me. And it, it, you know, from that point on, it was like a nine month process. So anyway, it, and it, I am glad I gave myself that space because I'm really happy with it. And, you know, it, it, it all came together wonderfully, most of all because of your beautiful photos, because <laughs> it all just came together. It was just oh, the best. Um, but it is, it's really hard to look objective, look objectively at your own brand as a whole, not even just your visuals, but like your brand, right? Like your umbrella overarching yes. brand. So I, I mean, you're so close to it every day. So I, I think, um, I think that's why it's important to bring someone else in to help you not only with like your visual identity, but copywriting and like all these other you know, photography and all these other elements to your brand. Cause you did get a different perspective. And if they have a really solid process that they, or they're digging into your mission and digging into who you are as a brand, again, this umbrella brand, you know, in your personality and in your in your ideal client and everything, you get this different perspective. And I think that's so important. And maybe not at every point in business, but when you're feeling ready financially and just like in your business, you're feeling very settled and you know who you are. I think it's just, it's so wonderful to bring other people into your business. I know when I did that for copywriting, it was, it totally changed my business. So we brought, I had Kayla, Kayla Hollitz on the show a few months ago yep. and she dove into copywriting and really how that works into with the brand styling and how they all work together to create yes. the brand. And so I'm glad you brought that up because it is all of them working together and your, yours is, it's attracting mm -hmm. your and ideal client. Kayla wrote my website copy. Shocking, <laughs> shocking, know, shocking. Kayla, shout out to Kayla. Shocking. But I mean, and actually going back to like the evergreen business, like that is a huge element for me. I get so many inquiries from Google because of that investment I made in like 2018. And yes, I've shifted my copy a little bit. Yes, things have changed a little bit. The heart of it and like all the SEO research and work that she did on it, you know, to, to create my, my website copy has stayed the same and has been such a pillar in my marketing strategy. I mean, I don't even have to do anything. You know what I mean? It works for me. It's because of that investment because I brought somebody else in. Um, so yeah, I just, I'm a huge, obviously a huge fan of hers and a and I love her as a friend. I, as I a love Kayla. Too. Yeah. Yeah. It's so cool that you talked about how they mesh together. It's never just one thing. It's like how they mm -hmm. all blend together to make the <clears throat> brand really. Yep. 
Okay, Allison. So there are many women like us moms in small business who are juggling life and everything else. And it can be a little overwhelming at times and can bring up all sorts of guilt, feelings of inadequacies, you know, all that stuff. So what would you what would you say to a mama who's feeling overwhelmed and not sure how to find the balance or harmony of it all? Mm. Well, first of all, you're doing great and you're doing yes. better than you think you are. Yes. That's, <laughs> let's start with that. Yes. Let's start with that. Cause I, I mean, and I feel all of these things all the time. Like I never want to come off like, oh yeah, I'm always proud of myself and I'm always, I never have any doubts or guilt. That is not true even a little bit, but I have found that like you're doing better <laughs> than you think you are. I think you and I've talked about, um, about like, how much screen time our, our girls are getting. And I remember you were, you were telling me about this conversation you had with Ryan and how he was like, she is thriving. Like we, this is not something we need to worry about. And I always come back yes. to that in my mind. Like when I start to feel guiltier, there's a week that I feel like she's watching a lot of TV. Like they watch a couple of movies and you're like, I'm the worst. Kaya was yes. sick like a week, two weeks yes. ago. Oh my gosh. She watched two movies today and a bluey and I'm like the worst mom and Ryan's like, yes. get it together, babe. Like, get it together. Like, and again, there's a real, like, is my kid, a li- watch, does she watch a little too much TV for my liking? Absolutely. <laughs> But at the same time, again, it's all about like balance slash harmony. Like, you know, tomorrow, let's make sure that we get our get her outside a little right, more or whatever, right. you know. So anyway, you're doing better than you think you are. And then I'll also, I keep bringing up my wonderful business coach, like advice that I, get, that I got from her. But this is something that I really walked away from is, or walked away from our partnership with is the lines are blurry, but I choose this. And I, I think for a while I, and I'm, I might get kind of teary. I'm going to try not to get teary, but I think I was, I was like not really realizing that what I wanted to build, I actually built and there's nothing wrong with, with how I've, how I've built it and what I, I know I'm like going to start crying right now too. But you know, as tough as some days are, it doesn't mean things aren't tough. It doesn't mean that you can't shift and continue to like refine and make sure that you're staying true to your values. You always have to bring yourself back to that. But there are so many beautiful days and it's like stopping and like taking a moment to acknowledge them and appreciate them and realize that what I've built is actually what I've always wanted. Like I didn't know what it was exactly going to look like, but this is what I wanted and I've actually built it. Like I would not want my life any other way with the juggle, with the days looking different, with piecing childcare together and trying, you know, all of these things. It is actually what I wanted and it is actually beautiful and I love it, you know, and just like acknowledging it and appreciating it. And again, doesn't ma- doesn't mean that you don't have really tough days <laughs> and tough moments. It doesn't mean it's not, it's not hard. It is really hard, but like stopping to appreciate what you built. Oh, that's good. That's, oh goodness, that really hits home, Allison. (sighs) Well, and it was something that my business coach and I really worked a lot on is like that mindset around that. Like it doesn't, the lines are blurry. It's not like my friends who work nine to five and they have a nanny or have daycare or whatever. That's nine to five, you know, eight eight to whatever it is. It's like, it's not that structure, but I don't want that structure. You know what I mean? Like, that's not what I would want. This is what I want, even though it's harder in some ways, but I get to spend a lot of time with Avery. I get to be there, you know, throughout a lot of big moments. And I have the flexibility to, to live, you know, build the life that we want and like, and, and be really present with her. And that's, what's most important. And I think when life, the other thing is like, when life feels really hard, I know that I can allow my business to be easy 
in that season, like my business can serve my life and let it support my physical and emotional needs, which again is like something my coach and I talked a lot about. That's not something to feel guilty about. Like I can focus on my must do's and take arbitrary deadlines and anything else off my plate when things feel really rough, you know? So I think that just letting business, you know, letting business be easy in those seasons where life is hard. That's again, we have, we have the ability to do that. As Giving yourself owners. grace too. Mm-hmm. Goodness. Like, mm-hmm. okay. So let's talk about something really fun here. What are you most excited for about life and business <clears throat> over the next 12 months? Obviously February. Obviously um, babe. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you looking forward to most or what are you most excited um, about? I think I mentioned this earlier. If I could be completely honest, I'm really looking forward to taking a little break from business. <laughs> as much as I love it, like I, like I said before, and not that maternity leave will not be work. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I think taking a step back always gives me good perspective. Like whenever I take a break, when I go on vacation, when I take a pause in the summer from a big branding project, I usually take one month off this month or this year. It was more like six weeks. But I, I always gain good perspective and I always come back refreshed and ready. So I'm really looking forward to that, to be honest with you. Um, I'm looking forward to my mentorship, you know, for designers continuing to grow. And I'm just really looking forward to seeing what clients come in my door, you know, for 2023. And I'm just constantly inspired by um, by entrepreneurs and their passion and dedication to their mission and um, and their clients and customers. I'm just excited to collaborate with more wonderful people. and also like spend so much time with my family oh, and goodness. and see this like I mean I'm kind of nervous but like see this this change you know we're changing all over again like this is kind of feels like it's starting from square one with the new baby and it'll be I, I'm I'm like nervous slash excited yeah. oh, <laughs> to I- see how this all manifests and yeah I mean there's just nothing like birthing a baby and like seeing like this baby was in you this entire time this little soul was in you this whole time and now you know to see him come and and be part of our family and see how he fits in it's just gonna be and then Avery oh my goodness and see how she becomes a big sister yeah I did not bring (laughs) tissues I don't know why I didn't what was I thinking We've been, yeah, I, every night she's been wanting to read this old Berenstain Bears book we got from Josh's mom that's called New Baby. And it's like the very beginning. I don't know if anyone knows Berenstain Bears. Hopefully. I, I do. This is like a, this is going to be a familiar thing. But it's like the, one of the first books it must be that they came out with. And it's like Brother Bear before Sister Bear. Oh, I remember this book. Do you remember I it? I remember like, this book. He grows out of his his little snug little bed, I think is what they call it. And and Papa Bear goes out and builds him a new bed. And then the baby sister comes and takes over the little <laughs> bed. It's like, and she picks it out every single night. And she's starting oh, to connect the dots. And she's like, preparing. Oh, yeah, it's interesting. I mean, we talk about it, obviously, but you never know how much they're really, it's really setting in. And it's just really fun to kind of see her start to compute like, what's happening <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But then, like, obviously, when the baby is going to be here, it's going to be – hopefully won't be a total shit show. <laughs> I don't know. She I might mean, get really jealous. But If it is, what's up, Avery? We'll go do some play dates. It's cool. It, it, exactly. She's, yeah. she's going to be a wonderful big sister, and she I'm is. really excited for that. Oh, goodness. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Allison, for opening up and sharing all this goodness with us. Um, and just a reminder, again, if you want to check out where we dive into visual branding – 
in real estate or any other business, like where to start, what to do if you don't have a big budget, so much more, head to episode nine, where we take a deep dive into that. Okay, Allison, so let's end this with, let's share uh, where they can find you and also the Design Spirit course again with that code. So just in case they're waiting until the end to, to jot that down. Yeah. So you can find me at AllieMarieDesign.com that has all the details on branding and working with me. And you can find the Design Spirit course there as well. Um, You can also find Design Spirit at (laughs) DesignSpiritCourse.com. And then on social, where can they find you so they can connect? You can find me on Instagram at AllieMarieDesign. I am there less these days, I feel like, but I tr- I love connecting with people. I love like being in DMs and chatting and getting to know everybody. So please and reach her, out. And Her page yeah. is so pretty. Just go take Aww, a peek. It's really sweet. pretty. Well, thank you <laughs> so sweet. much, Allison. This was great. It was great to see you as always. I get to see you two days in a row. This is incredible. Hello. Amazing. Um, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Wow. Okay, Bus Bench Faves, I don't know about you, but I'm feeling really inspired after chatting with Allison again. Every time I sit down with her, whether it be on the podcast or on a play date with our kids, I leave feeling so much more lit up and just kind of ready to tackle more things. I also leave feeling very seen. So I hope you all got some really good tidbits that you can implement into your business, into motherhood, into life, and are leaving this conversation feeling really good because that's the point of all of this, right? So One other thing, Allison has so graciously given us a $50 off her design spirit course, which is if you're struggling on where to begin with your logo or you're a designer that's really wanting to up-level your skills, this is such a great course for you. So she's given us a $50 off coupon and you can head to our blog right in the show notes on the website at girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com to access that and take advantage of that if you're ready to tackle this. And you can learn more about Design Spirit course at alliemariedesign.com slash design spirit. So until next time, remember to keep your face off a bus bench and keep being the badass boss babe that you are. Okay, girls, are you feeling as inspired as we are? We're over here cheering you on because you just finished another episode of the Girl Get Your Face Off a Bus Bench podcast. If you want more, head over to girlgetyourfaceoffabusbench.com for show notes and more episodes. And don't forget to subscribe and leave us a five-star review. They mean the world to us and they're what keep us going. Girl, thanks for being here.